Okay guys, welcome to another Jesus Rant, Pastor Tom Carter, Word Without Walls Ministry. This is Season 3, Episode 46, The Gift, Part 1. And this is the start of the rant series that I want to do about the gift of God. I think it's important, um, especially kind of when we're getting into this holiday season, that we really focus in on what's important and what matters. And, you know, it's like when you're a kid and, and, and this time of year starts to come around and you start thinking about making your list and you start to think about the things that you want, uh, you know, for Christmas. Um, it kind of misses the point of the whole thing because really the spirit of Christmas, and I'm not getting into politics or about, you know, I've heard people say you can't call it Xmas because then you're taking the Christ out of Christmas. And, you know, in some measure, we use it to celebrate the birth of Christ, even though December 25th is kind of commonly agreed that it that's not when Jesus was born. But like I said, I don't want to, that's not, to me, that's not the point of anything. Like I've ranted before about how people get so stuck on things that at least to me really don't matter. Like people ask me, do I believe that Adam and Eve were the only two people that ever existed when, when, you know, when creation started, when the world started. And I personally don't believe that. I believe that those are the, maybe the first two, and maybe those are the two that we focused on in the story, but the Bible never says that there weren't other people. So for me, like, I don't have a problem. Immediately, people always want to talk about, if those were the only two, then they would have had to have sons and daughters, and then those sons and daughters would have had to get together and make more and more and more. And and to me, like, we're not talking about inbreeding. We're not talking about, if God can create a human out of dust, literally out of the dust of the earth, then he can do what he wants and he can create as many people as he wants. And just because the Bible focuses, chooses to focus on the story of Adam and Eve, doesn't mean that that was the only thing going on. So like in the same way, it, like we just get so stuck on things and we get so twisted around on things and we get so like, we want to fight about things that in my opinion, don't even really matter that much. And it's kind of the same thing to me in in large measure about this holiday season. It's become very commercialized and it's become very sort of greedy, you know, elf on the shelf. So you can kind of scare your kids into behaving at the, at the threat of uh, losing their presence or losing their gifts, if I can say it that way, because, you know, we're talking about the gift. Um, our focus has become so much on getting something external that I think we really lose sight of what is internal. I think we really lose sight of what we already have. And when you don't know what you have, you will do whatever you can to get what you think you're missing. And I'm going to touch on that uh, quite a bit today um, as I build my uh, foundation for this, for this rant series going forward. Um, there's not a lot of weeks left in the year. But uh, I want to use most of them to to kind of put a, put a bow on, excuse me, on this season uh, by really digging in and talking about the gift, the gift of God, what He has already given us, not 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 something that He's going to give us, but the thing He has already given us. And just so we're perfectly one hundred percent clear on what we're talking about, I want to read Romans chapter six, verse thirty three, which says. For the wages of sin is death, 
but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. The gift that we're talking about, the gift of God, it's eternal life. And it's through Jesus Christ our Lord. For our, and, and, and that means a lot of different things. To me, that means it's his life. It's, it's Jesus's abundant, everlasting, eternal resurrection life of love. It's, it's the life that the Father gave to the Son when three days after Jesus died, God raised him from the dead. It's that life. It's, it's, it's that never-ending life, that eternal life, that resurrection life. It, see, I, religion can be so tricky so many times. Uh, like I'm just like uh, almost flabbergasted with the way that we focus on different things, in my opinion, a lot of times the wrong things, and we twist them all around. And it's like, even like, uh, quote unquote, being saved or being baptized, which to me, water baptism is, it's like a, it's like entering into the covenant. It's like really accepting the gift that you've already been given. It's acknowledging the gift you've been given. It's, it's, the old man entering into the watery grave of baptism and being left there so that the new man can rise up and so that you can walk in newness of life. It's not God pushing a reset button and saying, okay, try again. It's a whole different thing. It's not, okay, well, you made some mistakes in your life, but I'm going to wash those away and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give you another chance. To me, that's not what we're talking about at all. We're talking about Jesus's life in us coming out of us. Jesus living his own life, because nobody can live Jesus's life except Jesus. Jesus living his own life in us and through us and as us. This, 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 again, Romans 6, 33, it says, the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's his life. It's him giving himself to us. See, on the cross, Jesus didn't just give his life for us. He gave his life to us simply because he wanted us to have it, because he wanted us to be able to experience it. And the way that we experience a life of love, and I'm going to touch on this later uh, again uh, in this rant today, the way we most experience a life of love is by giving love. Love is giving, right? If you want to experience a life of love, you love people. You give what you've been given. You receive it and you release it. You fill yourself to overflowing with what you've already been filled with and you let it come out of you naturally. That's what this life is for and that's what this life is all about. It's the eternal life of Jesus through Jesus. So again, it's not us trying to be like Jesus. It's not us trying to get something we don't have. It's not us trying to earn something. The wages, when, when, when you work, you earn wages, right? And, and in this verse that we're talking about, the Bible, the Bible contrasts the free gift of God with the wages of sin. So if you're working towards a gift, it's not a gift. You can't earn a gift. A gift is freely given and it must simply be received. So we're not talking about wages. We're not talking about earning. We're not talking about earning uh, our bread by the sweat of our brow. We're not talking about doing things for God in order to impress him or in order to get something from him. We're talking about what he has freely given us. And we're talking about what that is and what we are to do with it because this gift it, it doesn't come with any strings attached but it does come with responsibilities and we're going to look at that i think probably next week about what 
what we're supposed to do with this life we've been given. And the, and the short answer is the, the spoiler answer is we're supposed to, we're supposed to live. Life is about living and you know, to live is to love and to love is to live. You can't have one without the other and you can't do one without the other. But again, you know, to build my foundation today, I really want to hit hard just this idea that we, we really have to understand that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. It's not just try again with your life, good luck. It's Jesus's life inside of us coming out of us. It's the love of God inside of us coming out of us. You know, the Bible says in another place that we love because he first loved us. He gave us his love. He gave us his spirit. He gave us his life. He gave us that gift. And now we receive that gift and then we put it to use. We release that gift. Because again, if if the gift is love, a life of love, and if love is giving, then you use the gift you've been given by giving it away. You experience the gift you've been given by giving it away. So I want to pick up on this idea in John chapter 10, verse 10 in the King James Version. And this is Jesus talking, the red letters, and it reads, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. People get so caught up with the afterlife, which the Bible really doesn't talk about. Okay, and I did a whole rant on, on the afterlife. If you really want to dig into my thoughts on that, uh, again, I don't want to open every can of worms uh, here today that, that, that I'm, you know, kind of tiptoeing around. Uh, but Jesus talked about life. You know, the Bible talks way more about like the days of heaven on earth or the kingdom of heaven or the fact that we are a nation of kings and priests that have been established to rule on this earth. This life is what we have. I don't know what it's going to look like after my body dies. I don't. But, you know, I kind of fall back as kind of a failsafe on absent from the body is present with the Lord and I don't have to worry about it. And I really don't have to worry about it because I can't do anything about it. Like whatever God is going to do with me after my body dies is what, he, is what he's going to do with me. And again, you can't earn his favor. You can't earn his uh, displeasure. Like he, he, he loves us not because of what we do, but because of who we are and because of who he is. God's love is unconditional. It doesn't change or waver depending on our behavior or depending on our mood or depending on what we do or don't do on a given day. We're not plucking flower petals saying, he loves me, he loves me not, and just hoping and praying that we land on, he loves me. That's not how the Father's love works. That's not how love works. Love is unconditional. It doesn't stop. It doesn't fail. So the thief comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. And right in this passage in, in John chapter 10, I didn't get the whole passage out, but Jesus says that the thief is somebody who tries to get into the sheepfold any other way but through the door. And he identifies himself as the door. So again, it's this idea of, of trying to earn or trying to steal or trying to get what God has for us any other way other than through Jesus. Because the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. It's not something we can get. It's someone who lives in us. And we have to understand that. It's not just life. It's God life. It's not just life. It's abundant life. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. 
And the thing that makes the abundant life abundant is love, right? If you have no love, you have no life. But if you know love, then you know life. Because again, they're not just connected. They're the same thing. The Bible tells us in another place that literally the difference between life and death is love. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren, because we love each other. That's what life is. And, you know, the Bible says in another place that uh, if you don't love, then you're abiding in death. So when we're comparing and contrasting things, we compared the wages of sin, which is death, to the free gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We compared the thief who comes not but to steal and to kill and to destroy with Jesus who came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So again, the thief, people want to say the thief is Satan, but the thief is not Satan. The thief is you when you're trying to get something you think you haven't got by being somebody that you're not. You are stealing and killing and destroying your own gift by not knowing that you have it and not using it and not receiving it and not uh, letting what's inside of you come out of you. So we have to understand a couple of things here to, 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 to hopefully be able to build my foundation on. It's not something you can get. It's not something you can earn. It's not something that you can uh, procure or acquire. Or It's a gift. And it's been freely given. By, it already has been freely given by God. Because Jesus, again, on the cross, and, and, and this, is my, this is my grand finale uh, that I'm going to get to at the end, but I'm going to keep saying it, hopefully, until somebody hears it. Jesus on the cross did not just give his life for us. He gave his life to us because he wanted us to have it, because he wanted us to be able to live. He wanted us to be able to walk in newness of life. He wanted us to be able to experience his life on this earth where we are right now. So when we're, when, when we're, when, when we're worried about or talking about or concerned with the gift of God, it's something you already have. And really it's something that you are. It's the heart of God beating in your chest, saying, I love you with every beat of his heart in your chest, beating with love so that the love inside of you can come out of you. So I want to look at when we're talking about eternal life, when we're talking about abundant life, when we're talking about the life of love, I want to read a couple of verses in Hebrews, which talks about Melchizedek, because uh, Jesus is identified as a priest in the order of Melchizedek. He was not in the order of the Levites, who, who, were, who, who were the priests of the people of Israel. He did not continue on those, those practices uh, of the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, the, the, the Law of Moses. He, he fulfilled those when he nailed them to the tree or the cross because they were contrary to us, because they were against us, because the law could only demand perfection without producing perfection, and that left all of us wanting. You know, when Jesus preached the law, he preached it to the point where nobody could say that they withheld the, or, or the, excuse me, that they held up the law. He took it to the place where he said, if you hate somebody, you've murdered them in your heart. 
He took it past the point of actions and into the point of the thoughts and intents of your heart. Jesus preached the law harder than any other preacher did, and he did that to disqualify us, to show us that we are sinners in need of a Savior. And then he fulfilled the law, and he brought in a new uh, a new order. He brought in a new law. You know, he, he, he said, again in the red letters, he said, the new law for the new man is to love one another as he has loved you, to receive and release his love. That's all we're required to do. That's, and, and, and the reason we can do that is because of the gift he gave us, because of the eternal life through him that he gave us, because it's his life. I'll say it again. It's his abundant, everlasting, eternal resurrection life of love. It's Jesus's life being lived out by him in us and through us and as us. So I just want to read this in Hebrews chapter 7 about Melchizedek. And I just want to read verses 1 through 3 real quickly to, to really kind of try to get us to understand the idea of eternal. Because I think people kind of think eternal means never ending. And it's more than that. It's not just you have what you have forever. It's bigger than that. It's greater than that. So let's see what it says in, uh, in Hebrews chapter 7, starting with verse 1. It reads, this Melchizedek was a king of the city of Salem and also a priest of God Most High, which was unheard of at those times. You were either a king or you were a priest, but Melchizedek was a king and a priest. And that's the order that we are in now because of Jesus. Jesus, a priest and a, a, a king, the king of kings, right? And and the high priest that, that doesn't change, that sits at the right hand of the, the, the Father uh, interceding for us day and night forever. When God looks at us, he sees Jesus. And when God looks at Jesus, he sees us because Jesus is always interceding for us. He, he's not only standing between us and God, he's standing in us and presenting us to God so that God can see our true selves, so that God can see who we really are. And that's how Jesus put us in right standing with God, by putting himself in us. So he's our king and our priest. He's the king of kings because we are kings. He's the high priest because we are priests uh, equipped and empowered to rule and reign in this life. So Melchizedek was king of the city of Salem and also a priest of, the most, of God Most High. When Abraham was returning home after winning a great battle against the kings, Melchizedek met him and blessed him. Then Abraham took a tenth of all he had captured in battle and gave it to Melchizedek. The name Melchizedek means king of justice and, Sa and king of Salem means king of peace. Here's what I wanted to get to. There is no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors. No beginning or end to his life. He remains a priest forever, resembling the Son of God. Eternal life is more than just what you have right now continuing on. It's something that has always been and will always be. It's the whole idea that, you know, the Bible never tries to prove that God exists. The Bible simply states that God exists because God has always been and will always be. There's no beginning to God. There's no end to God. Jesus said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So any beginning and ending that there is, it's him. And I think in large part, the, the, the end that he was speaking of there was the end of the old covenant and the beginning 
of the new covenant. And that's where we are now. We are in the new covenant. On this side of the cross, everything is different and everything is better. And maybe, you know, maybe next year, maybe next season, we'll, and I know I've ranted about this before, but maybe we'll talk about some of the better things in the Bible now that we're on, on this side of the cross. But it's important to me that we understand that this eternal life that we've been given, it's so much bigger and better better and 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 more grand and uh it's superior in every way to life as we know it it has no beginning and no end it's not just you get another chance at your life it's not just you have what you have and it keeps going forever it's bigger than that it's so much more important than that there's no beginning or end to his life it just is and it just will always be and i know that it's a hard concept for us to grasp i mean at least it is for me like I, 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 it's hard for me to imagine something that doesn't have a beginning or an ending and just always is like that. That's, that's a big concept, but that's the gift that we've been given. That's the life that we have. And the trouble is, is that again, we, we, not only do we not understand the gift we have, but we're trying to get it. We're trying to get something that we think we don't have. We are the thief that comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. We rob ourselves of the gift we've been given because we don't understand it and because we don't even know that we have it and because even if we start to begin to understand that we have it, we don't use it because, again, we don't really know what it is and what it means. Like, like I hear people talk about the blessings of God and almost always they're talking about money. And this is so much more important than money. This is a life that has no beginning and no end. This is an eternal life of God's love flowing through us. When his heart beats in our chest, his love flows through our veins and his love can and, and will and should motivate everything that we do. Because love does not have a motivation. Love is our motivation. Sometimes when you love people, they'll get suspicious. Like I've seen this in my own life. Like when you really love somebody, they kind of, they'll, sometimes they'll kind of look at you and they'll be like, what, what are you trying to get here? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? What's your motivation here? And again, to me, love does not have a motivation. Love is the motivation. There's no hidden agenda when you love people, when you, when you love people the right way. And I'm telling you, if you're trying to get somebody excuse me, if you're trying to get something from somebody, that's not love. Even if you say that word, you're not using it right. That's manipulation. That's trickery. That's not love. Love is never about getting because love is giving. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And, and, and really, a lot of times you have to put yourself aside. You have to esteem others higher than yourself. You have to lay your life down for your friends, which again, that's my grand finale and I'm going to get there. But the, the, the gift that we've been given allows us to love the way that God created us to love. It's about knowing and being known. It's about loving and being loved. It's about receiving God's love and, and filling ourselves to overflowing with it so that we can release it back into the world about letting God love us and loving him back by loving the people that we come into contact with. And, you know, I've talked about love so much, especially in these, these three seasons of, of Jesus rants. But to me, the, 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 the greatest thing about love, the best thing about love is that it never, ever 
ends. You never run out of love. You never love, 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 and then I don't have any love left. Because we are connected to the source of love, and, and, and it's an unlimited supply. The more you love, the more love you have if I can say it that way. So we don't ever have to worry about, uh, am I giving too much? Am I loving too much? Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. And the way that he loved us is the greatest love that anybody can have. He, he loved us to the point of laying his life down for us. He went to the cross and he did that. So I have two more verses I want to read, uh, and then I'll close out for today. And hopefully I, uh, hopefully I will have built this foundation that we're going to continue on at least for the next couple of weeks, uh, just really about about what the gift of God is and, and what it means for us and what we are to do with it now that we know that we have it. And a big part of that, I know I'm going to come back to this verse more and more, is uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. And it reads, Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. People always want to fight. I mean, people always want a bad guy, something to to root against or 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 to fight against. Or you know, there's this there's this religious idea where where holiness means getting the sin out of the camp, and holiness means uh, making sure nobody's doing anything that they're not supposed to be doing. And a lot of times, what that means is people will preach their culture, or they will preach their pet sins, or they will preach their, you know, the uh, uh, the issues that are important to them. And the funny thing to me about that is, like, it seems like the that when preachers really attack a certain quote unquote sin, and 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 I mean that the way that a lot of people mean that as bad behavior, which I don't think that's what sin is, but I'm just, you know, I'm just using it because that's how a lot of people use it. Like, for example, uh, the, if a preacher really, really reaches down and preaches about lying, it's usually because that's what they're dealing with in their own life. People live from the inside out. What your What's in your heart is what will come out of you. What you believe is inside of you is what comes out of you. Whether it's hurt or bitterness or love or forgiveness, whatever's in you comes out of you. So, so many times I see people project what's inside of them out of them and i'll just keep using lying for an example like if 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 you're a liar you you think most people are like you and you think most people are liars like whatever is inside of you that's what kind of dominates your life that's what you believe and what you believe is is really how you live your life so a lot of times Everybody wants to fight different things. People want to fight things that they're struggling with. But the fight that the Bible talks about, the fight that the New Testament talks about, the fight that we're supposed to fight on this side of the cross, now that Jesus has, has the Bible says in another place, it talks about Jesus has won the war to end all wars, which means there are no wars left to fight. We don't have to fight everything and everybody. We It's not our job to to crush people into the shape that we think they should be in. It's our job to love people no matter what. And the fight that the New Testament talks about fighting is the good fight of faith. Or as the New Living Translation says, the it says, uh, fight the good fight for the true faith. And that what the good fight of faith is, is holding tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you. Or, or I believe the King James says, laying hold of the gift that you've been given. 
having faith that God has given you what you need instead of trying to get what you think you don't have. The good fight of faith is knowing and believing that God has given you the gift of his life. And it's holding on to that life. It's using that life. It's experiencing that life by living it. Life is for living. And I know that can be hard sometimes because life is hard sometimes. And life is messy uh, almost all of the time. And life is tricky. And, and life doesn't always go the way that we think it should. But the only thing that we can do is live it. You know, I've heard, uh, you probably heard too, the old expression that says, when men make plans, God laughs. And I think that really what, what we should be saying is, you know, commit your ways unto the Lord and he will bring them to pass. But a lot of times we want to just force things to be exactly how we think they should be. And a lot of times that's not right for us. That's not the right thing to do. The thing to do is to lay hold of the gift we've been given and to let Jesus live his life in us and through us and as us. Um, we're almost out of time, so I'm going to skip to, uh, to my final verse that I've hinted around at. It's John 15, 13, and Jesus said, There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. We fight the good fight of faith. We lay hold of the gift that we've been given. We, uh, again, it says, uh, we hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called us by laying our life down for our friends by loving others, by giving them the gift that we've been given, by giving them the life, the love, the light, the forgiveness, the mercy, the grace that's inside of us. That's what we were called to do, and that's how we do it. That's the gift we have, and that's how we experience it. If the gift is a life of love, an abundant life, an eternal life, then we experience that gift by giving it away, by sharing it, by letting what's inside of us come out. That's really all I wanted to say this week as far as, uh, again, setting the foundation for this rant series going forward. I really want to talk about, there's there's probably two or three more weeks that I really want to talk about uh, a couple of different aspects of this gift and, and, and what we do with it really is what I want to talk about. What you do with the gift you've been given, what you do with the life that you've been given. That's what's important because that's what we have. And when we try to, when we think we don't have it and we try to get it, we miss out on it because we already have it. So the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the abundant life that he came for us to have. That's what I wanted to say today. Thank you guys, and we'll see you next week. Okay, well, if you enjoyed that, I want to invite you to check out my website, jesusrant.com. You can get my daily rants on there. You can uh, get the my books that are written on there. They're also on Amazon. I have an author's page on Amazon. Um, I've written a lot of books. I'm pretty proud of them. You can order them. I try to keep them cheap because... I don't like to pay a lot of money for books, and I don't think people should have to pay a lot of money for mine. So check that out. Um, if you want to support the podcast itself, you can find it on anchor.fm. If you just search for Jesus Rant, um, you can support it monetarily. You can support it by uh, liking it, sharing it, subscribing to it. And you can, you can support it Excuse me, by word of mouth, by telling people about it. Uh, helping other people listen, find it and listen to it. And uh, thank you once again, as always, for spending your time to listen to it, to uh, to help me to get the word out, which 
you know, as we know by now is, is my heart is just getting this word out word without walls ministry. Um, so just thank you for your support. I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Amen.